Hey lady, I'm Jamie and you are listening to the podcast for the modern businesswoman, the lady CEO. Welcome to my world where business gets to be fun, aligned and feel damn good. If you're ready to shatter your glass ceiling, embody your inner CEO, up-level your empire, and to make more money online, then I want you to know you are totally in the right place. Between inspiring guest interviews and saucy solo sessions, I'll be covering the skills, systems, and strategies you need to absolutely kill it in your business. All spiced up with a dash of woo, of course. Now, are you ready for today's episode? Let's get to it. I have the first solo session of the new podcast for you here today, and I am so excited. This is an amazing conversation with the beautiful Sarah from Mojo Healthspace. I will link all of her details in the show notes so that you can go and check her out on Instagram. She is the Hashimoto queen and the queen of all things health, wellness, and just freaking living your best life. So I'm not going to take up any more time. Let's dive into this interview. Hiya. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm super excited. I'm so glad that we finally got to do this. It's been hectic. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Like trying to find a time between Australia and the UK with two mums with business. With mums and children and all the rest of it. It's nuts. <laughs> So let's do this. For anyone who doesn't know, this is the beautiful Sarah. She is a health coach and works with women who are, I keep, I keep saying like battling Hashimoto's, but I really don't feel like that's the right, the right phrase. It makes it sound like it's, you know, some terrible illness, but Anyway, you please correct me, <laughs> but Sarah works with women who are going through Hashimoto's and helps them get rebalanced. She is also studying breathwork and EFT tapping, and of course, she is a mom to a beautiful little toddler whose name is Jackson. How old is he now? He's coming up to 18 months now, yeah. Oh my God, oh, I'm sure he keeps you super, super busy too. Yeah, I thought the baby stage was hard because they're so like, because he was such a clingy baby too. Like, but now he's just running constantly and I can't take my eyes off him for a minute. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Yes, that's like kind of the stage that um we are getting to and it is hectic. Except I really enjoyed the baby stage. Like looking back now, I'm like, oh my God, it was so much easier when he was teeny tiny because it just seems to get more and more hectic. Yeah, although I do love the toddler stage because I like, like, you know, being outside and just playing and like the adventures together and stuff. It's really nice. Yeah, cute. So I really want to like dive in and talk to you specifically about being a mum in business because I don't know about you, but I had a lot of um, like a lot higher expectations of what I would be actually able to achieve than what I've been able to achieve, if that makes sense. Have you found the same thing? A hundred percent. And I think it doesn't help that like, if you're in the Instagram world, then you're constantly looking at 
other people that are mums and thinking like, how the hell are they running these huge businesses? <laughs> well, um but yeah I, I thought you know I remember before going on maternity leave being like right as soon as he's like a couple months old I'm gonna be you know fully back to it and doing it all at the same time and yeah you just can't it's not physically possible and especially with the no. pandemic and you know all of that as well everything else that's coupled on top yeah I definitely have a whole new appreciation for mums and this is going to sound really bad but I'm going to own it like before I had Harrison, I used to think that it was like mums had more time. Like they could be more successful in business because they were home more. And so they just had that, you know, the time to be able to dedicate. And because I at that stage was working full time running other people's businesses as well as trying to get my business off the ground, that was like my excuse for why I couldn't do stuff, but they could. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. And I, there's just not enough conversation about how it is being a mum and like our society doesn't value mums enough. And I was the same, like I was a marketing manager and yeah, like you said, running other people's businesses. And um, yeah, I worked crazy hours and I just thought mums must have so much more time, but it's literally a 24 seven job. And you know, I'm still up in the night with Jackson, even at 18 months breastfeeding. And so you don't get to switch off. And if you want to be a present conscious mother, then that means that you're not, you know, ignoring them and going on your phone and your laptop while you're, if you possibly can, you know, while you're with them. So, yeah. you, want, you know, you want to be present and you want to be, and, and even if you don't want to be present, you have to be. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Sleepy and everything <laughs> doing. so it's like your priorities just shift and also yeah, I just think, I just really want the world to know, like, how hard mums work, all mums, no matter what they're doing, whether they work or not, because either side of the coin, you are loaded with guilt, because if you're working, you feel bad you're not with them, and if you're with them, you feel bad you're not working, because society's told us that, like, the only way to have value is to earn money, and to earn, the more money you earn, the more valuable you are, and so, like, that yeah. shift of, like, suddenly making less money, you know, that's really hard to get your head around. <laughs> Have you found yeah, that? yeah, yeah, 100%. And there's actually two things I really want to comment on that. Number one was when I made up the name for this life, I called it What's Your Excuse? And I have to just say, like, that was sort of just a cheeky attention grabbing title. And it is by no means supposed to be like, a, like, what the heck is your excuse? Like, you should just be getting more shit done. It literally was just a marketing ploy because. I really want mums to know like you that like we see you, we know how hard it is trying to juggle everything and balance everything. And sometimes it's just like you can't keep any bloody balls in the air, let alone the ones that you feel like you're supposed to. Mm. And the other thing that I really want to comment on too is the mum guilt because this has been me today, right, where I – I'm just exhausted and I hit this point this afternoon where I was like, you know what? I'm so over this. I've just had enough. I don't know how I'm going to show up live tonight because I am so freaking tired. And then I look at him and I'm like, oh my God, you are the worst mom. Like how cute is this little man? He just wants to be near you and you've just had enough of him and you've got no patience. And you know, we're like so down and judgy on ourselves but I feel like we need to just lighten up a little bit and it's hard. Like we need to learn to go with the flow at the end of the day though. Right. 
Yeah, and know that like it's going to be up and down. Like I try and liken it a lot to. So obviously Hashimoto's is a chronic condition. So I've had to learn through having that chronic condition that healing isn't linear. Life has its ups and downs. Your health has its ups and downs. A lot of that is out of your control. And um, same with motherhood. You know, because some days it's a walk in the park and you have the best time ever, and you have all this bonding moments, and then. Other days, they're just kicking off at you all day and you're like, what have I done? I'm just trying to... Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's completely normal and everyone's human and they've got big feelings. And I think Absolutely. Just, like knowing that at your core, like whether you have done 10 things on your to-do list or zero things on your to-do list, like you are still worthy, you are still enough. And like just you being that child's mother is enough at the end of the day like giving them your love and anything else you do on top of that is a bonus and like don't set yourself up with these big like I don't know I think I I had to learn that like there's seasons with motherhood where sometimes I'm gonna have more family support or more nursery or you know Joe's around more and that means I can get more done and then there's going to be other times where COVID shut down the nursery and I can't do anything <laughs> And, so, and I'm trying to be live with the toddler at my feet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's crazy. And it is such a crazy um, like time to be going through it all as well because where, you know, if they always say it takes a village to raise a child, it's almost like all of our villages have actually been taken away from us because we can't freely travel. Like even in Australia, we still can't freely travel within our own country, let alone for people. I know I've got friends that have had babies around the same time and they have family overseas that haven't even met the baby. And it's just, it really is a crazy time to be trying to juggle everything, especially without all of the support. Yeah, definitely. And also you have to remember that like, as a new mum, you're going through all these like hormonal shifts and like you've changed physically, mentally, emotionally. So you're trying to process that. And like for the first year of motherhood, like I have to admit, I was in a hole that I didn't realize I was in. And it took like getting therapy and, you know, getting a load of blood done and sorting myself out again, even though I'm a health coach, because your focus is on your child. <laughs> and, you can't help that. and so, no. you know, I had to have this, this reset and I had to have my therapist be really blunt with me and be like, you can't serve other people until you are looking after yourself. And right now you are not okay. So you need to focus on that. Cause I was like, I need some help, you know, with like dealing with blocks in my business. And she was like, no, you don't. <laughs> That's not your problem. <laughs> yeah, your problem is the problem is you're sleep deprived. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, and how can you expect yeah. on full throttle when you're waking up multiple times in the night and especially with a thyroid condition? <laughs> yes. Let's talk about that for a minute though, because I am in the same position where we're actually going through, we have been for the last few months now, some investigations into Harrison's sleep because he wakes excessively through the night, like anywhere from like a good night is three to four times. And then it's just beyond. And that's something that I have been really hard on myself for because I'm like, oh, like I'm like up all night and then I'm tired through the day and I just like I still want to show up and be the best me, but like look at me, <laughs> like you, look you know, it's so hard. <laughs> well, I actually said to Joe before this, I was like, I really wanted to wash my hair before this because I was like, I hate my head when my hair's up. I look like a thumb head, and then I was like, Do you know what? I need to be real and and show that like 
I actually, I can't get it all done. It's like you put in your bio, you know, getting it all done. I can't. Like, things have to be sacrificed. So today it's my hair. But... <laughs> yeah. Most days it's my hair or my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you just have to think, like, what's the most important thing today? Like, what do I need to do today? And that might be a business goal, but it might also be, like, a goal, something for yourself. Like, the best yeah. thing for you that day may not be to show up live because you might be too exhausted. And actually, you might need a bath with a book. And then the next day, you're going to have enough energy to be able to show up, you know? Yeah, I love that. It's something I have been, and I know I said this to you earlier today, like really um, dealing with myself, like the inner work for is the limiting belief around the fact that now that I am a mum, it's going to be so much harder, contrary to everything that I used to believe. <laughs> it's actually going to be so much harder for me to build or like grow my business now to the level that I want to grow it to. And so I actually have been looking for, so if anyone knows anyone, <laughs> expanders in this area. So mums who are home with their babies and who are full-time mums but are growing and building and successfully building these empires because everywhere I look, I'm just not seeing it the way that I thought it would sort of play out, if that makes sense. Yeah. I honestly think there's not like one secret and like, I don't know the answers, but for me, like I am learning a few things. And I think some of that is like asking for help where you can get it and not feeling embarrassed to do so. You know, whether that's yeah. the form of like family members who they really want to look after their, you know, their grandchild or whatever, or whether it's like nursery, daycare, if you can afford it, or like just building yes. like that spaciousness where you can get it. And I think as a mum, like one of our superpowers is suddenly this ability to get so much shit done in such a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah so like, yeah I feel like I used to waste my time a lot now like looking back on it I used to work like a whole week and when I think of what I used to get done like now I could probably do that in the two days that I have you know to myself so yeah it's like you do just become more efficient you know what's important you cut the bullshit and you just focus there um you reach out for help where, where you can and get resources from where you can and everyone's situation is different and also yeah. just remembering that like people's worlds on Instagram that you see you know these people who have like four kids and they're still like a multi-millionaire you know they probably have a live-in nanny they probably have support systems in place and if you don't have access to that then maybe you just need to you know pause and think this is a season my kids are going to be in school one day and right now it's hardcore and I just need to realize that right now might be not might not be a high growth phase of my business but I can put in the foundations and then a couple years time like that's my time you know and, and you're not going to then regret the stressing and worrying over these two short or three short years in your life where you weren't like on fire because in that time you've been there for your gorgeous baby or babies and and that's super important as well yeah I love that I really love that and I I actually did a whole podcast episode on 
the power of asking for help because for some reason our society has like built us to believe that women specifically and I only talk about women because that's what I know um I'm sure that there are men who feel the same so this is not like getting into the gender debate but women specifically like we have so much pressure on us to like run the household and have these awesome careers or businesses as well as be amazing moms and we need to do it all and you know way back in the day they did do it with villagers you know even with my family I grew up with grandparents down the road across the road in the next town over whereas for me I don't have that I don't have family that close to me anymore and so we kind of think that it is weak to ask for help but really asking for help and like you said taking what help you can get whatever that looks like for you really is an incredible sign of strength that we all need to work on we need to work on flexing that muscle because the more that you do it the easier it becomes and the less like weak we feel yeah definitely especially when we see the results of doing so <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it's magical. And I mean, for us, like our, our weeks are very different here. So where I live now, I actually don't have access to daycare, which was not part of my plan, obviously. So I had planned for Harrison to be in daycare one or two days a week by this stage so that I could spend those days like you do, really focusing on my business. But when we moved, so we now live in central Queensland, literally in Whoop Whoop, and there are three daycares centers here they all are booked out with wait lists of a hundred families waiting for daycare and I was like oh my god this is not part of my plan like how how am I going to do this now with like literally having a baby at home all day every day so I have never been so productive like you said in the time periods that I have which is his two naps each day <laughs> And then when he goes to bed at night, it's like, get it all done. But you're right. I actually probably am more productive now than I was when he was a newborn and sleeping pretty much all day, every day. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, nap times are gold now, aren't they? I have to, like, try and resist cleaning the house, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But I hired a cleaner because I was like, well, if I don't get daycare, I get a cleaner. Oh, <laughs> That is my trade-off. <laughs> so, Sarah, I want to ask you then for some tips for people. Like, you are doing so much. Like I said earlier, you are studying still. You are running your business. You're obviously really taking care of yourself and going through your own health journey alongside learning to be a mom for the first time, raising a toddler who, like, I don't know about you, but I think boys are crazy. The girl babies in my mom's group are so much more tame than the boy babies. It is nuts. Yeah, I feel like the girls and just talk really early and the boys are just like legging it around. Yes, yes, it's crazy. <laughs> so I want to know, like, how do you do you do it all? How do you fit it all in? Well, firstly, I don't do it all. <laughs> <laughs> I just want everyone to know that because I think, like I said, it just sometimes appears that some people have it all down and they really don't. Um, what For me, what it is, is prioritizing. So like at the beginning of the day, when I do have time, like picking what are my top three things that I need to get done that are going to make the biggest difference um, and like going to move the needle the most. Uh, rather than yeah. looking at my entire to-do list and just freaking out, because sometimes I do that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
and then also just like at that time like what is the most important so at the moment I'm really focusing on getting certified in breath work and for part yeah. of that I have to do a lot of practice hours and they're not paid so you know my old brain would be like well you're not getting paid for this so like it's lower on the priorities but actually like it's my passion it's what I really want to bring to the world and so like it's a real priority for me to do this and get it done and like not have it be one of those things that I started and never finished so yes. I am just at the moment, like I am so driven by it inherently that it's energizing me. And that's another thing. I think if you're doing things you love and you're consciously inviting those things into your life and following those nudges from the universe of like, what do I love and what am I passionate about? Then those are the things that are going to bring you energy. So even though you're knackered and exhausted from having a thyroid problem and being a mom to a toddler, like when I think about doing those breathwork sessions, like I'm lit up by that and I'm energized by that. And I always say like, you're energized by your purpose. So it doesn't matter yes. how tired you are. If you love it, you're going to still get it done. Do you know what I mean? Rather yes. than like slogging it. <laughs> I could not agree with that more. And that's actually something I've been like really trying to actually explain to my husband, which is so funny. He'll be like listening to this from the next room. Cause that's what he does. <laughs> saying to me even from the beginning like you are just crazy to even be trying to be back in your business when you essentially like have just had a baby like 11 months ago have just but have just had a baby like it's ridiculous and I've said to him all along like my business is like my out for me it's my creative outlet it's my like passion I love it so much. It's like the thing that lights me up and it gives me that out from, and this is going to sound really bad, but from just being a mom and not that there's anything wrong with that, but I do feel like for some women, especially if you've had like the big career or the big business or whatever it was before you became a mom. And then all of a sudden you're a mom and your whole world revives around what my friends and I call a tiny time dictator. It can be so hard. And I think that sometimes that's where we really fall into those traps. So for me, my business has been like almost like my saving grace some days mm. where I just, it's the thing that I look forward to. It's the thing that makes me feel like me, again not Harrison's mom like Jamie do you find that a hundred percent yeah I think that's why I struggled with the early days so much because like I say like everyone's different like you said some people are like born to be a mom that's all they want to do and they just yeah. they thrive from it and I do thrive from it but I also I need my own stuff and yeah I need like and I think everyone needs their own interests it's just what happens to be mine I've turned into a business but some people you know yeah. that's their hobbies and that's also really really important that you maintain those you come back from those hobbies or you come back from that time that you've spent on your business and your passion with so much renewed enthusiasm for being a mom for being with your family and you know like even if Joe just takes Jack's out you know for some little time together on their own and I have the house to myself and I get to invest in my learning you know my education my development my business serving people all the things that light me up but when they come back I'm just like quiet arms like come back to me I love you so much yes. and I'm yeah just like drained and fed up and and I do get in that place sometimes when the balance is off so like yeah if I start noticing things like bitterness anger resentment like I know the balance is off and I need to communicate with Joe. I need to communicate my needs and I need to like make some changes. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, I love that. And while we're on that topic, then I'd really like to talk about how you really balance it all. So I know Jackson goes to nursery. Yeah. Twice, two days per week he goes to nursery. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you and Joe have like set times where he takes Jackson or you just kind of go with the flow and see what's on and how you've got things? Yeah. So fortunately, Joe actually changed careers um, when Jax was like a year old, maybe. And so before he was working really long hours as a tradie and like commuting. And so he would get back late. And, and that was really hard. I found that really hard. But now we're both self-employed and working from home he now personal trains at the gym he's built at home uh oh wow yeah it's amazing so his hours are really flexible now and so i'll look at his diary book some time in and be like this is my time i'm gonna work or i'm gonna do some breath work whatever it is um and then he gets that time with jackson too uh so that that's really great and like we're just we're just a really good team i feel really fortunate that i have a partner like him like last weekend I went to a Hindu and he came with me and stayed in the accommodation next door I love that <laughs> because I need to breastfeed Jackson in the night so I was you know, just gonna say that's life of a breastfeeding mum 100% <laughs> yeah and like I hadn't been able to do stuff like that because I'm breastfeeding so that's yeah made possible and and I know everyone's not in that situation you know you might not have a partner or, or he might work really long hours or whatever it is so um, it depends on your situation, but like I'm just fortunate that at the moment we can we can do that. Um, yeah, and we're both quite flexible, so we kind of flex around each other and just make sure we communicate. What about you? Yeah, so we that's actually why we have moved and now live in the middle of nowhere. So um, last year I was living down on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland in Australia for everyone who is overseas, which is just near Brisbane, because I feel like most people know where Brisbane is. Um, so my husband was doing flight in, flight out work. So he used to work three weeks on and one week back at home, which obviously is just hard in general let alone adding a baby in and then like me trying to work a business around that so we had the opportunity this year which we were so fortunate that his work have basically packed us up and moved us to where he is based for work so he will actually stay on his three weeks on one week off roster but at the moment he's home every night not flying in or out or anything like that so that has made the world of difference for us so he leaves pretty early in the morning so I've got Harrison like all day pretty much Monday to Friday because daycare isn't a thing out here apparently and um when he gets home he always takes Harrison for a good hour to two hours and they have their time they go out they play in the yard and do crazy things that I just like look at and I'm like oh my god <laughs> you know boy stuff um and that gives me like just that time to I usually cook dinner and then I come and do some work and just that like rest and recharge time and then we balance weekends around that because he does still work um most weekends and then has random fatigue days off and that sort of thing so it's a lot messier which I've really struggled with because I'm such a routine and schedule person but I felt like I don't know I think people need to know that it doesn't have to look like the way that you think it would and sometimes Things aren't picture perfect and you just have to make what you've got available work for you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And we just do things like for a while because 
because I'm breastfeeding as well, like a lot of the work was on me. And so we just changed it. So Joe does bedtime now. And like Joe loves doing bedtime. They have that bonding time together. And I just know, right, I've got this like spaciousness now at that time of night where like I can just yeah. either relax and like just watch Netflix or I can like do something on my business. But I've got that like guaranteed time each day. And I know I'm not like on all the time. <laughs> yeah oh that's so nice because so I'm breastfeeding as well and I don't know about you but I used to always hear about this phrase like being feeling touched out mm -hmm. and I was always like oh I don't like I don't really know what that is that doesn't really make sense to me but now I'm like oh holy shit like I get it yeah. <laughs> when you've got this tiny thing all day like wanting to be on you and then you've got bedtime and then all through the night and all the rest of it like I get it ladies I feel you now <laughs> <laughs> it's I crazy to be my own again <laughs> I know I just like my body in my space my bubble <laughs> so I really want to talk about true Sarah how this all like obviously compounds with you with your thyroid condition because like I'm tired I'm tired I'm worn out and some days like I freaking struggle to string a sentence together and I feel like that would just be compounded um in your case yeah I mean it's true and like before I got pregnant my condition was in remission so I was kind of in a really really good place and I'd worked really yeah. hard to get there it took years yeah. and so when I was pregnant it was all really good and then afterwards the first lab test I did was good as well. And so I just kind of went like, yeah, all good, fine. Wait. <laughs> uh, started only focusing on Jackson. And that's like I said, where I had this period of time where I wasn't even checking in with myself and like all new mums are tired. So you just don't have a benchmark. You're just like, I'm just making a fuss over nothing. I'm just a new mum. And it took me like, honestly, like, at least nine months before I realized like no I'm really not well and like when I went to see some practitioners some holistic practitioners one of them was like I can't even read your energy because you are just so stressed your nervous system is frazzled and you like I said you have nothing left to give and you know it was at that point that I realized right I need to start prioritizing this again um mm -hmm. and get back to where I was so I then invested a lot of time and a lot of money in um yeah like supplements and good food and started doing my practices that I used to do a bit more again yeah um obviously not to the same level because I don't have that time but just knowing like they they are non-negotiable again like they're not something that now yeah. at the bottom of the list yeah 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 um and how do you find fitting that around the baby and your family and business and everything obviously you just have to do what you have to do yeah pretty much and I've just kind of got to the stage where like like I said it's just higher on the priority so it it just means that other things don't get done sometimes and it means that sometimes I nap when Jackson naps rather than working and I used to feel yeah. like oh my god I've got a toddler like why am I needing a nap and I just don't give myself a hard time now I just try and listen to my body and like and luckily like joe and i have really good communication too and like often in the morning he will take jackson for an hour or two and i'll just sleep in because my body have a sleep it. yeah yes because living yeah. broken sleep as somebody with a thyroid issue and adrenal issues is like a recipe for disaster <laughs> yeah 
yeah, it's like a recipe for disaster for people who don't have any of those issues. So that's why I was like, it must just be so compounded in your case. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of women as well, like I've been reading about struggle with breastfeeding and thyroid issues because it takes so much of your energy that you already don't have. And like a lot of women have nutritional deficiencies um, that have Hashimoto's and then compound with that with the fact that you're breastfeeding your child you lost loads of blood when you gave birth and all of that so you're already depleted and then you're depleting yourself further so there's, there's that as well so it's just even more yeah. important to look after yourself yes uh I love that so much I feel like we've just dropped some really pure gold and I'm so glad that we got to have this talk I just want to finish on well, actually, two things. One, I want to ask, like, really how your business has changed, like, going through this journey of first, like, dealing with your Hashimoto's, then finding out you're pregnant through your pregnancy and that sort of journey. Like, how has it evolved? Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a mad journey because uh, Jackson was a surprise baby in Bali. <laughs> love it <laughs> um, and if those of you don't know like I used to live in Sydney um for like five years and um we had an amazing life there on the northern beaches we were really happy and then for visa reasons we needed to come back um to yes UK. and so we came back found out we were pregnant and then COVID happened three weeks after Jax was born um so it was a lot <laughs> Yeah, you have planned to come back to Australia, hadn't you? Yes, yeah. and that's still the plan, but it's kind of just gotten away of the visa process. Yeah, yeah. So we've been back here two years now, which is mad. Yeah, wow. Um, so that has shifted things a lot, and and I talk about this quite a bit on my platform. Is that I know that like my sole home is Australia. Like I have such a strong connection to it, and I feel like the fullest expression of myself when I'm there. Like at the beach outside with the warmth and like the culture the health culture that's there um you know i used to be at like random hippie cacao ceremonies all the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that really inspired me and, and fueled my creativity and fueled my um like my own health but also what i could share with my community and then when i came back like I like like love loads of people love the UK and it's nothing personal but for me like I don't thrive here so I yeah to, that's been another factor is like living in a cold climate in lockdown with a newborn with no family around <laughs> and then trying to find the creativity and the inspiration within me to continue sharing and I talked about it on my platform actually that I took almost a year off because. I just didn't feel that and it felt like inauthentic yeah. for me to be sharing when I didn't actually have that you know that uplifting I didn't have that energy to share basically to share yeah I feel like now yeah, wow. I'm like coming out of hibernation finally <laughs> yeah you know because things are lifting and summer is here and we're actually considering moving to Bali as an interim um love it and I just feel like my mojo is coming back. Like that's what I call mojo health. Yeah. It's all about like yeah. vitality and and um, energy and like that life force within you. And I feel like that's coming back now. And it's only been because of a whole combination of factors, some of which are in my control and some of which aren't. Aren't. Yeah, it's been a whole journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Let's finish up with three like random tips or pieces of advice or just some beautiful parting wisdom for any mums who are really feeling like they're struggling with their mojo and to keep all those balls in the air. Like what amazing advice can you give to them? I think to be honest, like just keeping it simple, like the three things I would say is like one, like I said at the beginning, ask for help and like, don't be ashamed of it. Um, and and part of that is not being a martyr because I think a lot of us have had role models of mothers who are martyrs and like all they do is sacrifice everything for their child and although a lot of that is coming with such amazing intentions that is just going to lead you one way and that's burnout and so Mm -hmm. it's not cool to be that martyr and it's not cool to hustle and grind like that culture just needs to go (laughs) um it's, yeah, it's, it's like, done. Ask, yeah, ask for help. Like number two, look after yourself first. You know that's the most important thing, and you can't give unless you do that. And then the third one I would just say is like remember that it's seasons and it's phases with motherhood, and the same thing with chronic illness. So don't expect yourself to perform at an elite level all the time and get everything done all the time. Like it just comes in waves, and try to go with the flow. Like. I know how hard that is because I constantly beat myself up, but just knowing it's all a phase, it's seasons, and things will get better if you're in a slump right now. Just like hold on to that belief and know that, like, you are inherently worthy and valuable whether you are achieving XYZ or not. Yes. I love that. That's so beautiful. And I think for me, it's really about using them as the reason. Mm -hmm. Like when I had Harrison, like it changed me as a person. And all of a sudden, like this tiny human became my reason to do everything and to build this business so I can be home and I can be present instead of my excuse for why I can't show up so yeah I love that as well and I think as well like it's the best like having a child is like the most self-development you can ever have so if you ever want to like (laughs) progress as a person then you know just have a child (laughs) just have a child don't invest in any more courses go and have a baby (laughs) thank you so much for sticking around to the end i absolutely love recording these episodes for you don't forget to come and say hi and continue this conversation over on my instagram at jamie lee white and of course share this podcast with someone you know needs to hear it i cannot wait to share more gold with you next week